Alright, everybody. My computer just shut down twice, so I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. Um, but I don't know what is wrong with my laptop. So we'll see how long this stays up, but the rest of the guys are are calling it a night. I think what I might do is we'll see how long this stays up, and if it stays up for more than like maybe five minutes, um, I'll send out a link and maybe we'll just I'll just talk to whoever's in the chat. <laughs> so hold on, let me uh let me pull everything up to make sure it's okay. But uh, yeah, this has been a very frustrating night um, to say the least, as you can tell. Um, so yeah, I just opened up the chat. So hey, is anybody there? And I will troubleshoot, I guess, to see what happened to my laptop twice in a row. Um, tomorrow if it doesn't just shut down like right now so if anybody's in the chat um i'll put a link in the chat with uh a way to talk to me video chat there you go so this is kind of be an open format whatever you guys want to talk about i will talk about as long as my computer stays up and if it's a long enough um thing then uh you know I guess it'll it'll be a podcast, <laughs> a new podcast where you can just ask me whatever you want. So, um, I guess in the meantime, uh, my foot is healing, um, sort of slowly. Like I put a little pressure on it, but it's kind of weird because um, I'm pretty sure it's tendon damage. I have an MRI tomorrow for my foot to see exactly what's going on, but I know now that this, the swelling went down. And now when I put some weight on my foot, I can literally feel like the bones of my feet kind of shift around because something's wrong. So uh, so we'll see what's up with that uh, tomorrow, and I'll talk to my orthopedic doctor um, hopefully the next two days, and I'll see how bad my foot is. If, it's, uh, if I need surgery, then I'll get it done as soon as possible. That way I can get back to like normal life as soon as possible. Um, if it's not, then uh, I guess we'll just let it heal on its own, which is... Not great because, you know, I'm not that young anymore. So, uh, so we'll see. Um, let me just typing in the live chat right now. Yeah, Warrior Fellow, if you want to join me and talk to me, let me know. Like, seriously, I put the link in there and you can join and, uh, we can talk live on the podcast and you'll be actually on the podcast for the first time ever. You can do audio only or video only. It's up to you. Um, other than that, what else has been going on? Uh, my daughter's been going to jujitsu, uh, which has been nice. I actually got to take her yesterday, um, for the first time in a long time because like it's, I, I didn't want to drive with her in the car because my foot is all messed up. The, my right foot, which is the one, you know, you mainly drive with, um, if you have an automatic, actually it's what you mainly drive with anyway, because you have to start and stop with that same foot. And if you start if you go with one foot and stop with the other, then you're a maniac and please stop driving cars because you should use one foot for, yeah. Oh, I think old people and people that don't know how, don't know how, don't know how to drive cars will use two feet. Um, I've been playing a lot of God of War Ragnarok, probably more than I should. And um, I don't know how long the game is, but I played it for quite a long time and it's uh, amazing. I have to say, it's really amazing. I've been... Uh, very happy with uh the game so far 
And I don't want to... Can I spoil it? I guess it's been more than a week, right? Um, you get to play as... I will just... There's gameplay... I don't want to spoil the whole thing for you. How do I put it? There's a part in the game where you get to change up the gameplay. And it's super cool. And you get new companions, which is also super cool. And there's a whole bunch of different like play like differences in the game. People that complain about the game... You know, being in the same places, uh, it's like not really. It's like complaining that, you know, every, um, I don't know, like every Devil May Cry game is based on Earth. It's like, yeah, technically you're correct, but also, I mean, there's a lot of places on Earth. <laughs> so, and even in, you know, the, the latest in Ragnarok, where you revisit some areas, um, they're similar, but they're not the same, but they look sort of similar because you were there and you get to see the after the after effects of you know Fimble winter starting and that's that's pretty cool to see like the differences in the in the terrain and you get to go to different realms and you get, there's new enemy types there's um new types of uh weaponry it's like and the, the acting is spot on if you like the first game you're definitely going to enjoy ragnarok so yeah, it's uh for me they improved upon the first game. The first the one that came out in 2018. I want to say the the first God of War because the first God of War was like a super long time ago, which I enjoyed as well, but these recent the reboot of it, not reboot, but the the latest sequels have been masterpieces by far, masterpieces. And I think it's even more of a masterpiece if you happen to have, you know, kids and you know struggling to to deal with like kids and like their attitudes and you know um just like being a parent it's 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 hard to be a parent and especially i think it's probably harder when you can just like literally just like kill your kid with like one hand well i guess i pretty much well, that's kind of morbid but yeah i mean kratos is the god of war and now he's like a dad again i think people probably forget in the game if you didn't play the old ones that uh up oh, here we go What's going on? I think we got Warrior Fellow. What's going on, man? Oh, that's kind of morbid. Oh, you gotta you gotta mute whatever I'm saying got a war on your end. Again, I think people probably can you hear me? You didn't play the old ones. That uh, oh, no, I just just getting the loop. This is like the. Uh, I think we got Warrior Fellow. What's going on, man? Then I was gonna catch up. Hey, yeah, oh, you, got, you gotta mute whatever I'm saying. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You gotta catch up. It's like the radio. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. I, I got this. Uh, it is graphic off the screen. Okay. No, yeah, yeah, can you? Right, can you hear me? I can hear you, and I don't hear me, so that's great. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh man. Uh, hey, guess, guess guess I'm I'm now uh, on uh, on your podcast. Uh, I I'm really here on your podcast <laughs> officially. Yes. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Great. All right. And luckily, um, I didn't have the screen up where it shows like me and you because it has your government name on there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty sure we met before, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, a we have uh, yeah, quite a few times. Uh, first time was uh, uh, San Francisco Comic Con yes. 2015. <laughs> and you were a fan, right? Yeah, I was dressed as Star Wars fan. I, yeah, I don't see Star Wars fan because there's a uh, apparently, there's another fan from some other universe. I think it's Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I 
I like Adventure Time, but I, I started watching it with my youngest, and um, I can't like they get so point in Adventure Time where you can't watch with kids anymore with young kids because it gets like super violent. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I I only, only know because I I looked at the promos and I thought it was uh, lighthearted, but uh, they but but it sounds like a yeah, yeah it, it really is the kind of hardcore. <laughs> it gets deeper later on. It deals with like loss and like. I think uh, Finn loses like a, a limb or I think multiple limbs. Like he gets like, they go through like a war and it's like, it's pretty crazy. If my daughter was on here, my oldest daughter, she would tell us all about it. Cause she's watched them all. Yeah. So how's your night going? Uh, 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 okay. Uh, just okay. Uh, uh, so it's came from a day job uh, and uh, about to uh, uh, graduate from school, uh, get, my, get a degree in uh, where I can find a, find a job in uh, sound produce, uh, audio producing. Just so you can give me some tips, huh? Yeah, maybe a couple, but uh, I'm not going to pretend I'm an expert. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm still... Well, if you get a degree, you'll be more of an expert than me because I just uh, I made it up as I went along. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you've been listening for a long time. You've seen how the audio quality has improved over the years. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it may come up with new stuff, but it doesn't change the fact that it's uh, um, yeah, made it, uh, made it some mediocre materials in a sweatshop. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, I, And I'm definitely not at the point where I can drop like thousands. of. Actually, over years, I've dropped thousands, but... I'm not going to drop thousands on one piece of equipment right now. So, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, if I won that, if, uh, if it was me who uh, scored a, a billion dollars overnight, to, uh, we could give your show some assistance. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. You know, I was thinking about when they had the, the $2 billion lottery, I was like, if I won, like, what would I do with it? It's like, I would definitely still podcast. <laughs> uh, just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me, I would. Uh, when I quit my day job, because uh, I need health insurance, and these days, uh, every get I got to pay more in taxes for every month. You're and you're not insured. <laughs> I think you've had like two billion dollars, though. You could afford paying for insurance on your own because they have private insurance if you're if you're rich enough. Same thing with like, uh, technically, you don't have to have your own like automobile insurance. You can just put like I think it's like thirty grand. You can put in like a certain account, and that counts as like your as your insurance. But most people just insure anyway. No, I did not know that. Huh. Yeah, it's one of those weird things that I retain from driving school, and also huh. knowing how to drive. Uh, from driving, <laughs> from driving school, they they never brought when I, when I attended drivers. They never brought anything like that up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I went through like I went through different driving schools. So I went to ones I went to one in America. Then I had to go to one in uh, when I lived in Qatar, which is weird because I had to like in driving school over there. Or actually, it wasn't a school, but like doing a driver's test over there. You had to, all the tests were in manual cars. You, you couldn't do it in an automatic, which was cool because I already know how to drive in a manual car. So yeah, uh, yeah, the manual <laughs> manual versus automatic. Uh, uh, I can handle a uh, uh, manual, but uh, it uh, it is a chore, and and I and every time I feel like it, I don't put my foot uh, correctly on the clutch, and uh, and it makes that sound kind of wonder ah oh, 
Oh crap! Did I, did I just uh, cause some damage to the, the car? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You did. It's like it's like an instant uh, reminder that maybe you don't know how to drive. <laughs> I did it plenty of times. <laughs> I burned out a clutch when I was young. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you have to drive in uh, an area that has uh, uh, hills or yeah, uh, uh, do not get in a, a manual. <laughs> well, yeah. There's a there's a trick to it. You have to use it's the the e brake trick. So what you do is. You hold your e-brake up, and then you kind of feather the clutch, and then you have to, like, press on the gas, let off the clutch, and let off the brake at the same time. So it's like a coordinated effort to, like, not go backwards. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, where did you learn that? Uh, where did I learn that? I don't know if it was just I figured it out on my own or somebody taught me. I'm pretty sure I just figured it out on my own because I used to drive a lot. Like, both me and Blue, we used to both, like, drive, we both used to drive manual cars. And we drove a lot, and we used to like street race too. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after you graduate college, like what what kind of job are you tr- you're trying to get? Oh, want to in uh, in sound producing and not uh, in music because uh, you know during the courses I were uh, focused more on music and they okay them, but uh, wasn't as passionate like the uh, uh, like my classmates because they were. Uh, the neck deep in the, the music thing. Uh, they, they were musicians, uh, uh, already produced songs. And, uh, with me, I just, just want to do um, in sound production for, for what you what you hear in video games, uh, ah. TV shows, and movies. And, okay. Are you, yeah, trying to, uh, are you trying to focus on a specific type of sound that you're going for, like background I guess you you said not music, so I guess what kind of like sound are you going for? Well, let's say um, it was kind of required. Um, I'm have to do with uh, the, the environment, uh, like the ah. hear the characters in a hidden environment, and uh, and there's some some things you uh, hear at the water so coming explosion or uh, some require a, a voice effect or you know, some some other sound effect and that kind of things and I do I've got more more of a fan of uh, foley mixing where I uh, go here and there uh, uh, recording sounds uh, that would, uh, that would be good for uh, the sequence in the scene and, and plus uh, uh, plus a voice or voiceover thing <laughs> that, that'd be cool yeah because i like I, i'm thinking about like certain sound designs and like recently like i was just playing god of war ragnarok and like I, I i keep an ear out for the sound of the the ravens and it's like unless you're really listening and paying attention to like the sound and everything else around you if you don't listen for the ravens like you'll just you'll miss them all and i think it's like those little touches that uh in video games that kind of go a long way and also in like uh in like Doom in the soundtrack or like in Doom the game, the way that they ramp up the music and like they have certain cues and like, you know, when you know, like you have to do stuff. And I think that most people don't even recognize those sorts of things, but those are, those cues are definitely things that get you way more engaged in gaming. Like I didn't recognize it until like recently. Yeah. I know. You mean, I had quite a lot of cues that did not, uh, uh, any time to notice until I started to uh, uh, you know, train myself for the, 
and I. <laughs> it's also like what you are here in live in live action of a film where, where you think they uh they, where you some sounds you hear you might think they did on a sip and all it's uh, the sounds all post production got people in recording studios taking this uh some sturdy soft uh, objects even of uh, uh, food and water and come up with the uh, uh the proper sound <laughs> so, yeah like breaking bones is like was it celery or something like that i think i watched I a couple did. videos on that yeah <laughs> I, I did that's one of the videos that i've watched with uh the show the uh, one of the recent Mortal Kombat games, where uh, we hear uh, someone's uh, bones uh, are breaking, and that's uh, that was someone using uh, celery sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's very innovative, and like, like, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I said, nobody nobody thinks about it, but somebody's got to make all those noises. You know, even like punches, like somebody's got to hit like a bag or a piece of meat or something like that. Like, that's not usually the way that a, a punch sounds, unless you hit somebody really flush. So. <laughs> So, are you still up in the bay? Uh, uh, yeah, I've been uh, in the bay my whole life. Uh, born in uh, Hayward, uh, 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 Fremont was uh, is my hometown. We moved there from when I was two, and uh, relocated back to Hayward when I was seventeen. So, and it turns out uh, Hayward is uh, got a at least a few uh, famous people there, that, uh, like Mahershala uh, Ali, uh, yeah, the Rock. <laughs> yeah, Dan Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah, and then I was there. <laughs> was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I I grew up in Newark actually. So um, yeah, you were like I was the next city over from you. Well, we're in Enclave, so it's Fremont actually surrounds Newark. So uh, yeah. 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 So what, what high school did you go to in 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 Fremont? Uh, I went to a couple. Uh, my uh, freshman year is at uh, Irvington, and my sophomore year at, at Kennedy. Uh, I do I do not uh, recommend either of the schools, especially Kennedy. Right? It was turned out to be one of the worst schools in uh, in the country. Huh? Oh wow! Yeah. So and I uh, and for my uh, then the two following years, uh, when I went to uh, Hayward High and. Uh, <laughs> going to school there was uh, uh, liberating. I actually uh, had a good number of teachers and um, people in the principal's office who actually uh, did uh, uh, give a damn and uh, wanted to help uh, me and anyone who wanted to help themselves. That's always good, like having teachers that, that care. That really does go a long way. I remember when I was like, I was in first grade and I, and I, f- I failed first grade and I, I had passing grades and that's when like I stopped caring about school. And then I had a string of like really bad teachers. that didn't really care. And then I had like one, well, I had two, maybe three in high school that were decent teachers and they kind of like had like made me care about graduating. But if it wasn't for that, then I probably wouldn't have graduated high school. Uh, yeah. And it did they, uh, um, I was asking it cause they, uh, at Hayward high, they, uh, but me, uh, well, with a counselor, just uh, uh, all well, well, two ca- uh, two guidance counselors, uh, the people to uh, have conversation with every week to figure out uh, well, what's uh, what's bothering me, uh, well, what's causing me emotional distress, and and figure out uh, how to deal with it before I do something I regret because. Uh, <laughs> 
I was not a bully in school, but uh, man, I got a got into a fairly a fair share, maybe more of uh, fights, <laughs> fights with the, uh, uh, with our bullies. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's either uh, I mean, we all know how it is, you know. It's either you're, you're the bully or your person getting bullied, or you know, you gotta you gotta figure out a way to to fight back. So, yeah, it's it sucks that you know people. Some people are kind of keep that same mindset even after high school and you see them as like people that were bullies or like down managers and shit like that and it's like how do these people like still keep some sort of power in life when they're just like kind of i don't want to say the worthless people but the people that are definitely not meeting their human potential you know they're just just bullying people throughout their whole lives and it's it's, it's fucking sad to see but luckily most of them don't make it to like be high up unless you're like you know Donald Trump or somebody like that, but um, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, have, have you gone to any cons uh, since the uh, the pandemic at all? Because I haven't gone to any. Oh, uh, gone to, not gone to any. I've been any. I uh, paying close attention to the uh, uh, to the numbers, uh, the you know the infections, the uh, uh, deaths, and uh, vaccines administered and. Uh, I haven't seen any uh, results that, that say uh, I would feel good about going to a, a convention or any gathering. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, the, earlier this year, what's the time? Uh, back in October, uh, first time I went to uh, Cineplex uh, uh, yeah, in, in two years and went out to see Tom Gun Maverick. <laughs> that was a great movie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that's. Uh, Tom Cruise, uh, I mean, every not just Tom Cruise, but everybody uh, in front and behind the camera and the people who wrote it, uh, they brought their A game with that long overdue sequel. It, uh, it's one of very few long way sequels that broke that curse. <laughs> yeah, there's there's very few, right? It's like uh, thinking of like, it's like Terminator was definitely better than the, the sequel, was better than the original. Maverick um, was definitely better than the original. Yeah, on uh, in the Incredibles two. <laughs> yeah, that was really good too. Yeah, that was better. I'm thinking about I'm trying to think about more. Hmm. Yeah. Um. What about that? Um. Do you mind you up to the jungle? Uh, is uh... actually, you know what? I'll allow it because uh, watching uh, Jack Black play uh, as a woman was hilarious. I I want. Yeah, I've seen Jack Black in it, and I say, "Oh, okay, he's 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 yeah, he's not just being uh, genuinely funny, but uh, uh, he, he, uh, I mean, I, I saw he was genuinely funny for the first time. Uh, he's uh, genuinely funny when he's not uh, doing a voiceover of a uh, kung, kung fu panda." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely really impressed me with his acting with, in that movie. And now he's playing Bowser and uh, you know, the Mario Brothers, which I'm on the fence because, you know, his his version of Bowser seems amazing, but Chris Pratt just playing Chris Pratt as as Mario, I'm just like that's kind of for me it's disappointing. I'm like it doesn't sound like Mario, it just sounds like Chris Pratt, you know? Oh uh, yeah, it, I I kind of want if uh, it may have something to do with uh uh some a little controversy because uh, you know Super Mario and Luigi came came with some controversy that uh, that that they were based on uh, Italian stereotypes. That uh, is true. Yeah. Yeah. 
So instead of, uh, so they probably had uh, uh, Chris Pratt to use his own voice instead of a uh, stupid Italian uh, accent. It's true, but now, but it's now it's hard for me to see like when I when I hear the voice, I just think of him and not like Mario. But you're right. I mean, definitely like it's one of the things that I said when I first heard you know him do the voice. I was like, you know, the original voice was kind of like it was stereotypical, you know. <laughs> like, even beyond stereotypical it's like it was ridiculous but uh, I think they, they just toned that down by like maybe six points seven points you know they'd have been okay but then you just come up with just Chris Pratt I don't know I just think that maybe there'd be a, a, a different way maybe they can do a thing where they do like a uh, a change.org and do what they did with Sonic and, and get a, a different voice actor to just overdo the whole thing yeah yeah yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that's about right. And just uh, get, you know, get a different, uh, get a different actor, and uh, let uh, him or her bring their own uh, uh, thing to the character. <laughs> Did you watch uh, Wakanda Forever? Oh, uh, man! If there were, if gatherings were not too dangerous, I would have uh, been. I would have been there on Thursday night uh, watching it, but. Uh, uh, no, I'm I'm still um still waiting now to I would like if I won that lottery I would have uh, rented uh, uh, a room and uh, just had oh, yeah. it to myself and uh, won. Yeah. That's the ideal I mean, way to go. I, yeah. I, I rolled the dice. You know, I'm, I'm I just got I got my my fourth vaccine. I got my my second booster, which is my fourth shot. Um, like about a month month and a half ago. So I'm a little, little more, you know. Even though I'm still, I can still get it, but I, I haven't been sick at all. And my, and my daughter gets tested weekly, and I, I test every, every now and again. Um, but it's whatever your comfortable level is, you know. I, I you know, I, I can't discount that at all. Like if you're not comfortable getting out, then don't go out. But I will say, the Wakanda Forever for me was amazing. Right. Did uh, did a uh, uh, they do a good job of uh, 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 paying a homage to Chadwick Boseman? They did, yes. And um, if you're the teary eyed type, you're going to cry in the movie probably more than once. So, <laughs> oh, the, thanks for the heads up because uh, ever since uh, Chadwick uh, passed away, you know, passed away too soon. Uh, uh, I can't uh, watch anything uh, with him, with him in it without uh, you know feeling sad just because uh, he was not just one of the better performing artists, but uh, he was out there uh, doing the best uh, things, not the worst. And uh, it's just not fair that uh, he's he, he dies before so many uh, people out there who, uh, who want to do more harm than good. Yeah, so you definitely want to bring some tissues, to that man. So, but beyond, you know, them just, you know, obviously they paid a good homage to, to Chadwick Boseman, but also, you know, all the, all the new stuff that happens in the movie is, uh, is really cool. Like the, the way they did Namor, I thought was really, um, nice. I don't know people are like mad about it, about that they changed it from Atlantis to Talokan. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Um, I had no problem with it. I think one of the main reasons is because, you know, Aquaman is already out, and if you look at Aquaman and Namor, and the the layperson is not going to be able to tell you the difference between the two. Besides, one has wings on their feet. 
<laughs> that that that's about it. So they definitely, you know, they made this. They kept the assholishness of Namor intact, and gave him a whole new uh, backstory that that kind of makes more sense in in my mind. Anyway, I think that anybody that watches the movie, you can obviously be, be your own judge, but. Um, I, I like what they did to it, and I like that they are bringing in um, more brown people into the mix. You know, uh, yeah, because uh, um, I think uh, before uh, uh, kind of Forever, they, uh, uh, the the only uh, brown uh, uh, person I saw that had a uh, that had a uh, decent role was uh, the one played by the character played by Michael Pena in the Ant Man movies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for the MCU, yeah. And if you go back beyond, I mean, well, you got Anthony Mackie, right? You got the Falcon. He's got his own show. Oh, so oh, yeah. It's sometimes it's easy to forget sometimes because it's kind of few and far between. And then people will say that you know, Black Panther was the first you know, black um, Marvel movie character, which is like incorrect. You know, we have yeah, Blade. incorrect. It uh, yeah. got got Blade back in the late 1990s. Yes, and without Blade, you would not have the MCU. Even though Blade was not in the MCU, but he started. He, he that was the first successful Marvel movie was Blade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I um I remember being a little kid watching uh, the very first Captain America movie, and even back then, uh, uh, I hated it. I mean, just uh, uh, as soon as I watched it, I did, oh, but I was disappointed. I I I, I felt better by uh, going to Nickelodeon and watching one of their cartoons because, uh, and they're. Like Rugrats, uh, well, compared <laughs> that to uh, 1990 Captain America, the that the original Cap uh, was uh, way more of a cartoon than what what you would see on Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hold on, you talking about the the original Captain America, like way back in the day? Yeah, way back in the day. Okay, uh, I was gonna uh, say because when you say Captain America, I was like, are you younger than me? I was like, you didn't seem oh, that much oh, younger oh, than me. Oh wait, wait. Uh, I meant. Uh, oh, sorry, I. Right. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I was a little, little inaccurate. I meant the uh, the, uh, the movie from uh, well, I think what was it, nineteen ninety? Yeah, yeah, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> a terrible movie. <laughs> well, people think that you know, like this, when they had you know Captain America and Iron Man and the Hulk, like these were all like first time movies. Like most of these were not. These are like you know second or third attempts, you know, at making a Marvel movie with iconic characters. Because remember, in, in the past, they had, I, th- I think it was a Hulk movie, but I know for sure they had a Punisher movie, which actually wasn't that bad. Um, but I think that was after Blade, though. No, yeah, I'm sorry. They, yeah. Dolph Lundgren, that was before Blade. That was a terrible movie. Uh, yeah, the, I, yeah, I did some, uh, did some searching. I came across uh, Dolph Lundgren's... Uh, uh, Punisher of uh, the, the trailer, and I could tell that uh, they did not try to make it one of the better movies, so I, I didn't bother uh, watching it. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely uh, you weren't missing much. I, I think we yeah. should probably do like a watch party on Discord, and just we should all watch like older Marvel movies and see like how bad they really were. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could do our do our own our what was it riff racks? <laughs> yeah, riff tracks. Yeah, it's like yeah, 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 and just see like how bad because some of them people forget that like they they existed and they were they were terrible. Even like Batman movies back in the day, like the the original Batman show, like it wasn't that great. 
Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, it was campy with a capital C. Yeah. <laughs> but then you got Michael Keaton, and he just like you know, I think that was the that was a true start for like really good, or at least decent, you know, comic book based movies slash shows was Michael Keaton's Batman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, and to, there was, uh, and I did hear about uh, uh, so much down about Keaton being casted as Batman because he, he was uh, known for Beetlejuice and Mr. Mom and you know other good comedic roles with the, uh, but he showed the world that yeah how versatile he was uh, by uh, by doing a Batman that had a uh, and more of a. Uh, more of a more of a tone that was inspired by uh, the Frank Miller uh, comics of, of Batman. Yeah, yeah, they were they were just fantastic movies, and like, and also it wasn't just Michael Keaton; it was also um, that Jack Nicholson, yeah, Joker. yeah, Jack Nicholson as Joker, and also the director uh, Tim Burton. Like him making a movie like that, like a comic movie, was like unheard of at the time. Like having Tim Burton, the guy that did before that, was like Beetlejuice and. Um, you know, other kind of like sort of wacky, even though Batman was kind of wacky too because of the Joker. Um, but it was still like pretty serious matter, you know? (laughs) Uh Yeah. Uh, yeah. Batman was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I liked how he had, uh, Batman to bring the serious, uh, uh, stuff and, uh, and uses his Joker, uh, to bring the, uh, uh, the wacky stuff. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and I remember going back and like watching it. It's like having Prince on the soundtrack was like dope, you know. And they were wearing like purple and stuff. I was like, oh man, I need to go back and watch it like again because I haven't watched it in probably like a few years. But I definitely remember like some of the songs from the movie. And yeah, yeah it was it was like it was like really cool. And like at the end when like he pulls out like his gigantic gun out of his pants, that shit was hilarious. Doesn't get old. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, duh. wow. I think it was about. Uh, yeah, I remember watching the watching 1989 Batman. That uh, that's when uh, I st- first time I uh, paid attention to uh, Prince's music, and I I grew up uh, liking his style more than uh, Michael Jackson's. <laughs> yeah, I think Prince is like one of the most underrated artists of all time. I actually recently listened to a podcast about um, safe cracking. And one of the guys, so apparently like when Prince died, he, um, his, he literally had a vault. So I, I thought when he, t- when people talk about the vault, I think they're just, they're like bullshitting about it. Like, but he actually had like a, a legit, like vault in his house. That was like a, it was like, a like a bank vault. And so when he died, wow. they didn't know the combination to it. So they had to hire a safe cracker to get into his safe. And to like to get access to like all of his like his music, and it literally was a vault full of his music. Well, Prince did not trust anybody with the uh, vault code. Huh? Yeah, no, he he really didn't, and some, somebody got in, and you know, and apparently it was, it was one of those vaults. It's almost like it, it was movie like, but the guy with the vault cracker that was talking about it is like if you got into the vault the wrong way, like this sheet of like metal would come down, and you would basically never get into this vault without destroying all the contents inside. But he figured out a way to get into it because he was like a professional. Like people hired him, like corporations would hire him to get into vaults for this same reason. So, yeah, yeah. All right. So, and, are, um, 
Are you still oh, reading? I, Go ahead. All right. All right. So I don't mean to change the subject, but uh, when we were talking about 89 Batman it, uh, and uh, Burn used Batman being serious enough, but uh, also like it was not just a uh, Batman character. He also did it with, uh, you know, with Bruce Wayne when uh, uh, he got, when they, when he meets the uh, same part where he, he's in uh, Bell, uh, uh, Vicky Vell's apartment, he uh, uh, meets Joker face to face as as Bruce Wayne, and he goes like calm and collected, and on to just out of blue, uh, he's uh, yelling and shouting and uh, uh, challenging the Joker, and uh, that. Uh, <laughs> when I look, my every time I've seen that, I think uh, myself for all of that. Uh, that's my that's my childhood when I'm uh, especially when I'm. Uh, clashing with the school bullies <laughs> yeah flip, flipping the switch right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i forgot about that yeah like he uh well for him it was a big act because he could actually he could do it right <laughs> like yeah, if he, yeah. If, he, if he had it to get it done but he would like destroy his persona but I, I think like for people that go through stuff like that it's probably like the same deal well actually i went through it too so it's like the same deal mm-hmm. like destroying part of yourself to like assert yourself you know uh-huh. Yeah, just uh, serious of okay. and and that kind of I think that got played in a little bit in the writing of uh, Batman the animated series with uh, you remember the episode uh, yeah the episodes of uh, well mostly the episodes where they show Harry Dent's transition to Two Face and and when he's uh, talking to reporters and they have bad guys getting arrested behind him and and one of them makes a threat a threat uh, towards Harvey and kicks some mud on him. And you can see how to look on Harvey's face, uh, just, uh, and I can't believe he just kicked Dermy. And then all of a sudden he just, uh, look mad and intense. And this all this red, uh, uh, glowing around him. And he, uh, grabs the, the hula hoop and kicked mud on him and throws him on the ground. And starts talking to shouting at him, making threats to him, but in a different, uh, voice, uh, a very scary, uh, and louder voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, speaking of like you know the animated series we 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 can't say the animated series without saying an r.i.p kevin conroy oh uh, yeah i've heard about that and i was uh, uh, a, a little bit heartbroken i say a little bit because i never got to meet Conroy, but uh man he's uh his work is uh it's a big deal under my childhood and uh, he uh, he was my uh, he is my favorite uh, Batman actor. I mean, uh, I mean, some will say uh, their favorite Batman is the guy they saw on the screen, but um, I I have a broader look of it where it's uh, on on screen or voiceover. Uh, hey, Batman actor is a is a Batman actor, and uh, Kevin Conroy, uh, 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 it was uh, best at it because I because he. Uh, he brought something uh, uh different there, like more not just uh more emotion, but uh, when you first hear him as uh, Batman, kind of it's not the traditional voice. It's a voice that says, uh, "Well, this this guy is uh, mentally scarred." <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, when I think of Batman, I, I literally think of Kevin Conroy, like his his iconic voice, and I think for for Blue, that's like one of his that that's definitely i'm pretty sure i can speak for him that's like his favorite version of batman he actually has a, he has a picture of kevin conroy and he's holding um the batman the animated series uh what do you call those things 
pop. Uh, I forget what they're called. Those little figurines. Yeah. I forget what they're called uh, now. Yeah, uh, what do they call those? Fun- Funko Pop? Or? Yeah, there you go. Funko Pops. Thank you. I've been drinking. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's holding the Funko Pop of uh, the animated series version of Batman with Kevin Conroy. And yeah, I, that's just, it's super depressing to know that, you know, that he passed so soon and the outpouring from the nerd community has been, you know, pretty substantial. Because I didn't, I didn't even know he was sick, honestly. Um, it's It's sort of similar to a Chadwick Boseman situation, but uh, yeah, the, but Chadwick this, Boseman was young, so like, yeah, he was about, about he was like barely, barely 40. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, uh, yeah, I I was, um, you know, I felt kind of the same way, uh, how I felt about Chadwick Boseman, the same way uh, I feel about uh, Kevin Conroy, the stuff that been watching him for uh, or for years. Well, watching Chad Bozeman for years, been following uh, Conway for decades, and really like like the work. And uh, when I watched him on, you know, in interviews or at cons, and and uh, how they uh, conducted themselves, and uh, uh, and they, they did it like uh, well-minded uh, human beings, <laughs> and uh, they're so fed up that they're uh, that they're not with us anymore, and and, and so. We still have many out there who are out, who are out uh, causing more harm than good, and somehow uh, they're not deceased. <laughs> yeah, the, it it is sad. But did you listen to uh, the Batman Unburied series on uh, Spotify? I think it was. Oh yeah, uh, listened to it uh, uh, numerous times, and I helped it. Uh, uh, I, I wanted to wanted to help that show top uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It did. Congratulations. <laughs> and, and it did. Yeah. Uh, well, Winston Duke from uh, from the from Black Panther and other Marvel movies. Uh, he, uh, uh, I really liked uh, uh, liked his voice work. Uh, 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 most uh, mostly as uh, as Bruce Wayne. Uh, his uh, Batman sounded a little little bit like a, a robot voice, uh, sort of similar to uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. But I uh, and listened to that show, and and, uh, and I was so so glad of what they uh, did with uh, you know the writing, uh, the the voiceovers, and uh, all the sound effects, and yeah, and, and it seems like that's uh, that's as close as we we'll get to a, an R-rated uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, it was like uh, I've listened to you know a lot of really highly produced audio, you know journeys like i think sandman's up there dunes up there um and this is also up there as well like listening to like i think when i listen to a lot of audiobooks like all the time um right now i'm listening to if anybody's curious on audiobook i'm listening to uh the lost metal by brandon sanderson which is a fantastic book um but i'm constantly listening to something on audio if it's not a podcast it's a book and it's always nice to listen to like uh a books type thing where they have like sound effects and like, you know, different voice actors and like all these other things. And like, yeah, this Batman and buried, like they're, they had a star studded cast, like Lance Reddick as a uh, Thomas Wayne was fantastic. They had like so many really good, um, cast members and like whoever did their audio design was like great as well. It's going back to what you're talking about before, man, about, you know, 
sound is, isn't always just about like music and like, you know, other things, but it's like, it's all, it's like a little things like in the, I think the very beginning, the first episode when there's like somebody was cutting into like a person, you could like hear like the cutting of the meat, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, this is kind of gross, but it's also like, this is kind of amazing. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, it's been uh, authenticity. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's like those little things that, that'll, that'll get you in there. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about it many times on the podcast, but if you haven't listened to, to Batman Unburied, definitely do it. When they said Winston Duke was going to be Batman, I was just like, huh? Because I'm thinking of, like, M'Baku, right? From, you know, Black Panther. But he he does such a great job as Batman. Uh, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I think Winston Duke is an uh, underrated uh, uh, voiceover performer. I'm hearing him as uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman and... Um, as as uh, in, in Baku, uh, and, uh, yeah, he he uh, he's a he's also verse he's versatile as both a voice actor and a on screen actor. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to like seeing more of his work. I'm trying to think about there was another actor recently who I was happy who was getting like more work. Um, I can't remember the fuck it was though. But there's a few actors out there where like they they have like a breakout role, and for me, Chadwick Boseman was one of them, bringing it back around. Where after he, for me, when I saw him as Black Panther, I never knew about him before at all. And then he started getting like more and more roles, and then you know, then he passed. So it's just fucking sad. Yeah. Trying to think about. Are, are you still reading comic books at all? <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact, I am, and I'm I'm more uh, focused on the. I wanted to have a, a, a more adult theme, and I, uh, and after I met uh, you and your guys uh, uh, at the 2015 San Francisco uh, Comic Con, that was a long time so, ago. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I began to uh, uh, look into more uh, comics that had uh, adult themes because before the the only two uh, run up graphic uh, novels. Uh, uh, I was reading work for uh, Spawn and The Walking Dead. <laughs> okay, that's a good ones. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I've been looking at the, the saga. Saga oh, uh, so good. Yeah, East of West and yeah, I, uh, the boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just um, I just just started reading uh, Paper Girls after watching the uh, the series, which has got a. Uh, got uh, screwed because of uh, trolls who uh, hate the fact that it were like uh, multiple uh, number of uh, uh, teenage females uh, who were who didn't were not gonna uh, take crap from anyone. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, I feel bad for uh, Brian K. Vaughn who did uh, you know he's the writer for uh, Paper Girls. And he's also the writer for Why the Last Man, and I think that you know. I think America, because America, you know, consumes the most amount of media, I think, probably worldwide. But they just like, most Americans are just not ready for a really strong female-led cast. And even uh, with, go ahead. So, uh, it seemed like a majority, at least majority, or probably most Americans is uh, ready for a strong female-led cast. I mean, uh, that was more proof of that in uh, in the 2016 election, where uh, the last two candidates uh, uh, had a 
uh, at a female politician that had a, a stack of qualifications, made a career out of uh, public service uh, versus a celebrity who was uh, uh, incredibly stupid. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that that one election, I couldn't vote for either of them. For I had my reasons for not voting for um, Hillary, but it was only it was mainly because of, like the crime bill and, and other things. Because uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a tough call. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it, uh, it definitely it, wasn't it sexism was, for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, probably the easiest, probably my easiest decision of all the years I've been voting out for president. That was. Uh, uh, maybe number two in the in the easy, uh, uh, easiest to say. No, no, no. Number one, definitely number one, because uh, the first time was in two thousand and four. But uh, uh, that was that was first. That was my easiest choice. But then it dropped to number two after uh, seeing what uh, I had to choose from in twenty sixteen. So yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't it, see it. A, it. Yeah, it was a tough, uh, tough call, but. Uh, uh, I had to remember. Uh, I could not remember what I was well, what we were up against, and I cannot afford to uh, be, uh, uh, you know, be bitter or 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 petty. Yeah, I couldn't afford to be petty about it. Uh, so, uh, well, I gotta have the one with the qualifications and the one who has uh, nothing. Uh, uh, doesn't have someone who has zero quality to bring to the table, and uh, and I. Uh, not not so excited about Hilly, but uh, yeah, it was uh, it was I was going to be or her the well established one or uh, or 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 the uh, freaking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and I, honestly, at the time, like I, I literally I didn't vote for either because I was just like no. But if I looking back on it now with like, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty, I guess I would have had to, but also not because I mean no matter how I would have voted, I'm in California, so. No matter what I vote for, it's it's going to go for the the blue candidate. It's going to go for the Democrats. So um, even yeah, so I, I it, it really didn't it really didn't matter. And actually, like the last time I, I voted for a president, I wrote in my 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 vote. I didn't vote for either of them. I just I wrote my mine in. Um, but yeah, I think going back though, if, if I if I lived somewhere where it actually mattered for my vote, then I definitely would have voted for. I would have sucked that I've been voted for Hillary, um, because. Yeah, Trump was like he was terrible. Like, and people would like try to like downplay like how terrible he was, but it's like he was really bad, you know, yeah. really, really. And then like then I went back to like looking at like his actual history of like being a businessman, and it was like it was terrible, and, and his racism, like actual racism, because people are just like, well, tell me about his racism. Well, there was the the five kids that he took a full page ad out in a magazine. That said that they raped some that raped some woman that they actually didn't do, he, and he never apologized for it. And there were five black kids, never apologized for stuff like that. And there's also like the you know that's an overt thing, but there's there's like a lot of like little things that people, if you're not black, don't don't really understand, you know. But, um, yeah, he's he's a racist, a racist, and I don't have any problem saying that now. Um, yeah, that, yeah, it's true. Though, and and um, and he's uh, he's so racist that calling uh, just calling him that, that word is uh, uh, let's put it lightly because he's a he's a stone cold a white supremacist. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm with you because he he uses coded language a lot, and I think that most people that don't understand the coded language they don't it just like it goes over their head, you know. But 
it goes right into the hearts of the other white supremacists, you know? So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Them and, uh, uh, and their, uh, and their, uh, support supporters, uh, who, um, uh, you know, you know, say people of color who, uh, who for, uh, for some uh, bad reason to support, uh, uh, white supremacists. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, he just announced his, his, uh, candidacy again. Um, I don't know how the, it, it, the, the audacity of this dude running for president when he has like open litigation against him is hilarious to me, but I guess that's America. Um, but people are still, thinking about voting for him some people are just like staunch trump supporters i'm like he didn't make your life any better when he was when he was a president i uh, definitely did not but uh had uh seen uh, uh, like hundreds or, or maybe thousands who were or who, who were allowed to uh, break into the capitol and look for people uh, to uh, to murder uh, uh as uh, i was convinced that uh, uh his trump's uh, support uh, did uh I kind of was kind of raised a bit, and not enough to get him uh, uh, elected. Uh, well, well, not enough to get him legally uh, uh, elected in 2020. But but I know that the support is uh, just it's not going to it's not going to go away uh, anytime soon. And a bet, and it's also the Republicans are at fault, right? Because uh, they. Had a sad chance to to uh, keep him away, but uh, I saw the grow, growing support by him, growing support of him, and decided that uh, okay, that's uh, it's using to get our uh, to get to regain power in the, the the White House, House of Reps, uh, and uh, and Senate. Right? Okay. Well, I mean, they're definitely gonna. I mean, they're losing the Senate now, and it's him announcing his candidacy while the. Sorry, if if anybody listening to this is not like political. Sorry, but um, the 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 Walker Warnock race in Georgia, like he's pretty much destroying Herschel Walker, which is good because Herschel Walker is a terrible candidate. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and when, he's just like. And when, and when I uh, when I did say that there were uh, uh, people go who support uh, white nationalists, uh, Herschel Walker qualifies uh, for that category. Yes, he does. I mean, he he advances white supremacy and. That's I mean it's what he does at this point in time, and he's a guy that can barely you know string together an entire sentence. <laughs> and and, <he's, laughs> and I'm not saying that to be like an asshole, but like literally like watch him like watch his speeches and watch him talk. He lies constantly, just like Trump did, and he has problems speaking. I have problems speaking when I'm drunk, but when I'm not drunk, I'm okay. <laughs> you know, he, he has obvious like you know CTE, which is you know. He has head trauma, and the fact that that guy is um, in the same league as Warnock, even though Warnock is not like the he's not the best candidate ever, but I mean the guy can at least speak intelligently. You know what I mean? I mean he doesn't lie to you overtly, and it's just like the fact that this is even a close race it is amazing to me. It's amazing how how far people will go in America to uphold white supremacist values. Well, but hey, they, but this is America we're talking about. It was, uh, uh, it was uh, built on white supremacist values. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not. I think in the past I would have disagreed with that, but I, I'm. I, I've seen it, you know, over the past couple of years. Like I, I understand it now. That that, that sentiment in America, um, it's not great for for everybody. 
Um, and I think that we could do, we can go a whole lot further to make it great for everybody. Not just, not just some people yeah. of yeah. a certain yeah. skin tone. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it, it was, it's written in the, uh, uh, was declaring Declaration of Independence by uh, Thomas Jefferson, uh, a part in there where he wrote the, uh, that's, that reads, uh, uh, all white men are created equal. They just took out the, yeah. But even like there's, even in, uh, even in the, you know, our constitution and even in the amendments, like slavery is legal. Like right, when I tell people right now that slavery is legal in America, they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, yes, it is. It's literally written in the 13th amendment. Like it's it's in the wording. If you commit certain crime, if you commit a crime, if you're a criminal, like slavery is on the menu for you. Like I, I got to pull up the actual wording, but it's literally in the amendment. But people think I'm lying about it because people they, they don't look shit up. <laughs> oh yeah, it uh, this uh, yeah this uh, well, I think they. I think the idea of research is uh, looking what someone posts on social media or, or reading something that was written by uh, a uh, uh, media personality. <laughs> yeah, so I, I can read. I can read it now. The Thirteenth Amendment, Section One: Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime, whereas of the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place in their jurisdiction. So right there, it's telling everybody, which is why you see like the the huge disparity of people in jail. I'm sorry, in prison in America right now. Um, slavery is illegal unless you commit a crime, and that's why our crime rates are so high, and that's why so many people are in prison because it's slavery. They're trying to put more people in jail, and it's it's mainly brown people and. I mean, people want to talk about, you know, America is one of the most just and free societies in the world, but it's like, no, it's not. We have a higher, we have more people in jail than China does. I'm sorry, more people in prison or, in, or incarcerated, however you want to put it, than China does. Yeah. Especially and, like by per capita, so. And, uh, and don't, uh, don't invest in rehabilitation and just uh, set up uh people to be uh, put, put in prison and, and to be uh, uh, put back uh, in there so that they may use as slaves uh, to, to use all this uh, machinery, machinery and whatnot to uh, create a, you know, clothing, license plates and uh, you know, and, and whatever. <laughs> yeah, even even fight fires and not get paid as firefighters and can't get a job as a firefighter when you get out. It's, it's, it's just wrong. Anyway, that's depressing. Um, <laughs> so you, are, are you caught up on Saga? I want to get back to that. Okay. I read uh, uh, volume one. Uh, I read a little bit of, of volume two. It, uh, um, <laughs> I feel, feel more inspired to uh, finish uh, of volume two uh, of Saga before I uh, move on to, uh, uh, to the next uh, thing. But yeah, the, the first volume, uh, oh, oh, wow, I... <laughs> I, I never thought that. Uh, yeah, I look at that and say, like, I wonder, how, well, how come science fiction movies are, are not are not this? Uh, don't look this beautiful. Don't uh, don't have this. Uh, yeah. Uh, this tone of seriousness and 
<laughs> and that that one that one female alien that uh, was a bounty hunter didn't have arms. Uh, I'll never get that image out of my head, which showed uh, her, her with all of her legs and <laughs> oh, spider legs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, holy shit! I mean, yeah. I, I turned the page and I <laughs> where they came out words came out for uh, oh, whoa, shit! <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I said that out loud in the mic. Uh, uh, my eye, my, I mean, my eyes are like, uh, uh, why the fuck? I can never see anything like that, man. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it, what's funny to me is like, so one of my old um, co workers, I, I technically we're still co workers, um, but she, because I told her I was, I was reading comics and she was like, have you checked out Saga? And I was like, no. She's like, check it out. And I was like, so I checked it out. I was like, oh, this is fucking really cool. Um, yeah, I think it was like the second or third page of like the first comic book, and it was just like some lady cursing and like giving birth, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's a really amazing story. I think the the combination of Fiona Staples, the the artist, and uh, Brian K. Vaughn, the writer, was they're they're like the they're like peanut butter and jelly, you know. And the, I, I'm envious of you, man, because you didn't get the long layoff that I got. Because I was caught up with the comic. And then they went on hiatus for like, I, I'm pretty sure like four years, maybe longer than that. And they just came back, uh, I think like within a year from now. But I haven't had their comic in like a couple of months. So I'm like, I'm there on hiatus again because I haven't gotten one. Cause it, it, and it's funny too because I'm still getting my comics delivered to me from um, the comic shop in San Leandro. <laughs> they actually, they actually ship my comics every couple of weeks. So you, uh, while you receive uh, uh, shipments of comics, I, uh, yeah, I just do the old fashioned thing. I look for a uh, look for a quality comic book store and uh, uh, and and uh, buy buy what buy what they have. <laughs> and, I, and I do. I want to thank you uh, again for uh, telling me what. About the comic book stores that you go to, because I, I found uh, uh, used used to have two. Uh, there was Black Cat Comics in Milpitas, mm. yeah. but that uh, that didn't survive the that COVID nineteen and uh, induced uh, uh, economic uh, problem, and it uh, it closed up uh, for good. Uh, so the one I got to now is in uh, San Jose. Uh, um, Elusive. Yeah, uh, elusive comics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were they were in Santa Clara and then they, they relocated. At first, I thought uh, it went under two, but uh, yeah, that her saw something that I think you or one of the other guys posted in the chat is uh, had a list of places and and one of them was elusive. So I I searched it and found out they they didn't shut down. They just uh, went from Santa Clara to San Jose and uh, a bigger uh, store. <laughs> Yeah, good. I think it was uh, Old Ninja. He, that was his uh, his former comic book shop because he used to live in the area, and now he lives in Fremont. So yeah. And yeah, Saga is um, the last book was on July sixth, twenty twenty two, which I don't have, and now I'm kind of angry about it. Um, I need to go and um, find it online. But the next one is in January 25th, 2023. So it's like, what the fuck? So it's like, they take some hiatuses sometimes. And 
I'm pretty sure there was like a four year hiatus on on like one of their runs, and it was like it was it was sad. <laughs> um, so uh, what uh, what they have uh, coming uh, next year would be uh, what was it? It just a uh, an issue, or is it a uh, a volume like a a, 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 a book of a book filled with uh, a few issues? It's just an issue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it literally was. It was a four year hiatus because it was like. Saga Fifty Four was in on July twenty fifth, twenty eighteen, and uh, issue fifty five was July uh, January twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. So pretty close to four years. Okay. And I was like caught up in July of twenty eighteen. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I yeah I got a, uh, I got I got a lot of catch up doing on, on my uh. uh uh, adult theme comics. <laughs> yeah. Just and now when I'm when I when I collect them, uh, it's uh, I don't use the uh, the the issue numbers uh, anymore. I just uh, wait until they're trade Trades. paperback and yeah. or have a have a few uh, or more issues uh, all, all in one, and, and of course that would you know save some storage space for me. <laughs> if I am if, if I do want to uh, read an issue, I go onto the internet like uh, DC Infinite and uh, Marvel uh, nice. Unlimited and read the digital uh, versions. That's the adult way to go. I'm still childlike. If you're looking, if you're watching the podcast, you can look at the background behind me. You'll see like my comic book boxes. There's like I think thirty something boxes behind me of comics that are like you know single issues, and I have a bunch. I have trades too. They're in long boxes, but I need, I need to put them in a um, like a a bookshelf. So, it's about the ones that are uh, behind you on on your left. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those are all boxes. Those are all short boxes, and there's there's some long boxes back there too. Um, and then there's like a bunch just like sitting around me, like too many that I need to read. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, Kratos and Atreus has been taking up my time recently so and try not to be depressed about my foot so yeah yeah and i'm uh you say a bit a bit childlike with uh comics so if the get the issues out of me um guess what makes me a bit child uh like as a uh, uh as a giga guys so i uh, collect some uh materials that that are accurate to what i see uh, uh on screen of uh, like a Star Wars? Uh, well, obviously, because uh, <laughs> the lightsaber and, the, and that leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. Me also. Um, uh, it, uh, DC, uh, Marvel, and uh, and some things that are not relevant fancy, like uh, vintage uh, uh, muscle cars or, or any cars that I that, that me and most people on this planet will uh uh, currently can't afford him and will and probably uh well never afford but uh, so i get the uh, uh models the uh the die cast models that are i think one by 24 and well well one by 18. Huh? And i just got i just got the the two little the two i got for my birthday of this year are the 1970 Dodge uh, Challenger, uh, okay. the, uh, painted white, and uh, I saw that one. I, I thought about uh, uh, oh, what's that moving? 
uh, Vanishing Point, the remake with uh, Viggo Mortensen and uh, uh, Keith David. I didn't watch that one, but maybe I'll check it yeah, out now. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's still for, on YouTube for free. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the year it's a remake uh, of the one from the seventies. Uh, I think it's released in the sometime in nineteen nineties. Think about that one, that movie, and uh, one by Quentin Tarantino, Grindhouse, uh, a Death Proof. Uh, yeah, Death Proof. Oh, that's such a great underrated movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think about uh, Tracy Tom's uh, 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 doing her thing as as by both the the pursuer and 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 the pursuer. <laughs> that that was hardcore. <laughs> I mean, you know, what I love it because you know Rosario Dawson. She's oh, in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's most reason because uh, Rosario Dawson. Uh, oh man, she uh, still is one of my uh, celebrity crushes, man. Yeah, <laughs> I love me some Rosario. <laughs> also, yeah. what was the guy's goddamn it? The the main guy, Kurt Russell. That's what his name is. Kurt Russell. His acting in that movie was fantastic. He's he's played such a great role in that movie. Oh yeah, I. Do. I mean, I uh, that was my first time seeing Kurt Russell as the uh, as the villain, and I I kind of felt the same. Watching that, I felt the same way uh, I did when I watched Tom Cruise in uh, Collateral. That uh, okay, uh, he is a versatile actor. He's, he just he does uh, just uh, nail it as the as the good guy. He can also bring his A game uh, as as the villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God damn, I forgot about that. I forgot about Grindhouse. That was like. Cause it was it was death proof and uh was the the zombie one was the zombie uh, yeah planet uh terror yeah, yeah, I, that, yeah I didn't watch that yeah i think uh i got uh saved on uh hulu <laughs> yeah it's it's not as i mean it's cool because like th- there's a woman in it that has like a an ar-15 or i'm sorry it, it would be a m16 for her leg <laughs> with like a a two or three attachment which is hilarious but but death proof is just like the acting in it is so much it's so much better and it's so much more interesting you know. Uh, oh really? Okay, I will. Uh, I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, I think it's is it is it Rose McGowan? No, it's not Rose McGowan. It's somebody in it who has like a an M sixteen as the leg. I actually it might have been it might be Rose McGowan. Yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah, damn, you're bringing up like movies that I watched a, a long time ago, but not too long ago because th- those in the, the 2000s. What else did I want to say? I wanted to ask you something, now I forgot what it was. <clears throat> so, did you catch up on East of West? Did you finish that one? Oh, uh, East of West, I. <laughs> Yeah, it, that's one of the things I'm trying to catch up on. I that one's I done, done. Uh, so there's definitely an ending to that one. What they? Well, so they they're not printing that anymore. It's uh, 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 so did did they get a uh, grand finale or was it canceled? Uh, no, it's a good finale. They fi- they finished it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I just got a. I got a star on the uh, on the first uh, font. Yeah, keep going because like the, the I forget the uh, the artist's name, um, but I want to get him. I want to talk to him on the podcast. 
because I love his artist style, but he's, he doesn't have like a whole lot of like books out right now. He had one that just came out recently that was about like, it was almost like climate change, but I forget the name of the books out. They were, they were pretty good though. What's the guy's name? Yeah, I can't forget. I can't remember what his name is, but yeah, man, he's like one of my favorite artists. Like Nick Dragota, that's what it is. Nick Dragota, that's the guy who does the artist style, and he has like this really cool like Western style of like drawing, and he's uh he's fantastic. But I I don't see him in like a lot of things that I normally read. But he used to do like things like uh actually I guess he's doing like Fantastic Four now. Oh shit, my guest has dropped. So it's just me. I don't know what happened. But I'm also getting tired. And it's it's okay because I still need to edit this podcast and get it out. We have an hour of content. So um, I guess it, maybe I'll do this every now and again where I'll just like talk to somebody that normally listens to the podcast. And we'll just like kind of just bullshit. And we'll bullshit like this and uh, and I'll release it. So I had a lot of fun talking to Warrior Fella. Uh, thank you very much. He's one of the guys that I've seen, we've seen more than a few times um, at local conventions. And he's always been like really cool. Um, and I, I really miss going to conventions. And hopefully someday, hopefully next year, we'll start going to cons again. But I know like this year when both, because both me and um, Prodigy, we're in the same area now. We're, we're in San Diego County. And we're, we wanted to go to Comic-Con, SDCC. But it was like there was a huge spike um, for the Rona when um, it was down here, and we just I, I couldn't take the risk. He he couldn't take the, take the risk, and we have different risks from probably I have a, a more of a risk than most people with my family. So don't judge me about the the coronavirus. But hopefully next year things will be better. Um, where me and my my partner we're getting out more. So, oh, there we go. He's back. Hey, okay. now hey, you got video. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hold on up. It's okay. They, they can't see you anyway. It's. Oh, you got a you got a samurai sword. Uh, say, uh not just any samurai sword. Uh, it's uh, Michonne. So, uh, Holy shit! God, oh, dead. can I switch this around? I don't know if I can switch my uh, thing over to you. Mm, hold on. A, give me a second. I got to figure this out. How to like switch it over? If I can, I'll do it in a second. If I can, I'll let you know. So I have to like release the camera from here, and one sec. Yeah, I can't. God damn it! Yeah, the way my setup is is like unless I set up the uh, the video to be on me. Like beforehand, then they can. Oh, actually, here I can. I can put you on. Here, you're on now, but now they can't see me, which is fine. Show the sword again. Okay. Yeah, got this uh, when it first came out. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a uh, Michonne and uh, like the actress uh, Denai Guerrero. Love me some Denai. And, uh, yeah, it words Walking Dead or the Marvel Universe. Uh, yeah. She is, she is a major ass kicker. <laughs> yeah, that is so cool. And she was great in uh, Wakanda Forever. So, yeah. So is that like, is it Shark? 
Uh, let's see. Uh, that's the tip. Is that just the... a tack. I'm touching the tip, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's a little sharp. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, kind of authentic copy of the prop she used uh, on the show, and it even came with a certificate of uh, authentication. So, and yeah, and I yeah, when it first came out, I was just uh, uh, yeah, two hundred, and yeah, it's uh, I didn't think that was steep, <laughs> so I I got it uh, before it could. Uh, sell out and and and, uh, and come back later and have a very steep press. So yeah, got a good deal on this one, and got this uh, oh. after I, I got this one. This thing after watching uh, th- that particular scene in uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. <laughs> very cool, Cap Shield. <laughs> Is that made out of metal? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a metal one, seventy uh, fifth anniversary, and it's a uh, uh, property of uh, wow. of, of Disney, and uh, I think it's why it's why even in the back it's screen accurate. Some other one, I think it's some other problem maker. They call comic book sandwiches. They make a uh, metal copies of uh, uh, some uh, of, of props, and, and they even got the. Uh, uh, all the shields from the, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but uh, the, all of them have some kind of uh, a thing put on around this part of it. So it's, uh, I think it's labeled a, a sword, some uh, government organization from the MCU. Hmm. So, yeah, it's really distinguishing uh, them from uh, from Disney. So, but this one is uh, officially a Disney license. So, yeah. That's really cool. And like, yeah. it's funny because like people will talk about like, you know, like where you want to spend your money, but it's like, if that makes you happy, man, just, just do it. Like I, I've wasted so much money. Like I, like, like you, you pointed out, you know, you see all my comic books in the background, like all the, all the, uh, the boxes that I have, that's like thousands of thousands of dollars of comics. And it's just for me to just like be happier in life. Like I just, it, it brings me joy. And you know, if you, if getting like these things for you brings you joy, then just like do it, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's uh, not just bringing joy, having it in my possession, but uh, knowing that uh, I can call it a fruit of my labor because I, I spent some of my hard earned money to, to have this thing. And uh, uh, yeah, that I feel like a, uh, uh, a, a comic book or MCU or Marvel fan uh, that's a mature one because I, I, I got it. They got this wealth without uh, breaking breaking my bank. I did not uh, go broke from again this proper. Uh, I just uh, waited till the price was not uh, decent enough uh, and and uh, and bought it responsibly. <laughs> oh, that's that's great, man. It's like. It, it this is really a great time to be like alive as far as like being uh a person that a, a geek or a nerd you know it's just like our our culture has like come up because you i think we're, i'm pretty sure we're around the same age but you know when i was growing up through like like the 80s to the to the 90s and 2000s like in the 80s like geek culture was definitely not appreciated at all Absolutely. um the nineties, not really either. Two thousands started like getting more popular. And now today it's like, it's like a thing, but it's like, you know, I, I'm on like a crossroads where it's like, it, it kind of, it sucks because like there was so much pain in the past of like being like a nerdy kid 
like today it's like so much more accepted but also at the same time it's like i get to finally enjoy all these nerdy like movies and tv shows and like all this stuff like it's so cool to like be able to see it it's like it's a great time to be alive to be a nerd you know yeah and i feel like the uh uh, nerd uh, geek culture uh, still still kind of has a long way to go because uh, you know I mean, as a as a black uh, nerd, black geek, so we yeah. still got to go through obstacles, still got barriers to break. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but we're taking some some steps forward, so um, I'm glad to be a part of, part of that battle. Huh? Yeah, for sure. Because like uh, you know. Uh, I don't know how. Do you cosplay? Like, I, I know you. You you know you were Finn. Like when I saw you, and you play. I, I see you cosplay a couple other times too. But do you cosplay normally when you go to cons? Uh, 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 uh normally. Uh, no, nah, I wouldn't, wouldn't say so. I've uh, other than the uh, Star Wars Finn, I've cosplayed as uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, Sherlock. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I have the I have that long coat and uh, and and and. Uh, business casual clothes that look similar to what he wore on that set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That thing. That, yeah, I, I use most of the time it's um wearing uh you know jackets or shirts uh, from uh, uh based on things that I watch and read. That's cool though. Cause I mean obviously like cause when I go I'm usually like, you know, press. So I don't I don't get a chance to uh, but I think one of these years I'm gonna like dress up. And like even as press, I'm just gonna like dress up and like just do the thing, <laughs> so <laughs> just have fun. But because you know, I haven't been to a con in fuck two and a half years, three three years almost. It's like it's it's sad. We used to we used to go to these things all the time, and now we 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 can't. But hopefully next year we'll be able to like do it again. You know, I I need to start going again because um, for us it was like fun and like especially doing panels. Our panels, like I used to have so much fun doing panels and seeing you there, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> your, your panels are uh, well, always so fun, you know. Not just not just doing Q and A, but also uh, uh, getting the audience involved with the uh, uh, I guess those uh, uh, made those uh, the games uh, uh, kind of Jeopardy like uh, uh, games that are, are relevant to you know, anime and uh, yeah. Other geek fandom yeah and like i think we we all like really we all really miss that because like interacting with you know people that watch the show and even people that don't even watch the show it's just like just being able to talk to them and like i i think we we haven't really had like a bad panel like at all like they've all been like so much fun i just want to get back to doing that like meeting everybody and like that like i said like the first time we met you um did you listen to the podcast like before you went to the panel or not uh, uh, no, I did not uh, know about the panel until uh, after it's attending. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't know about uh, about your podcast until uh, attending uh, a panel, and I, I was looking on the list of uh, of all the panels, and and I mentioned yours. I looked at a description and say, "Oh, okay, yeah, it's uh, something like something, uh, <laughs> uh, my alley." That's something uh, uh, relatable, and uh, someone's there, and. Uh, and after that, I started watching. Uh, I mean, sorry, watching your podcast came became more and more impressed. And uh, and what I really uh, loved the, probably the the most about your podcast is that uh, no one's calling anyone the N word. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I've had to. Uh, <laughs> I looked at YouTube uh, 
YouTubers and uh, even at panels and uh, decided to feel comfortable when I heard N-word this, N-word that. <laughs> well, I think that's like, that's interesting because like, I know that like I have an issue with, with the word. And I, I'm pretty sure, I, I know that you know, other members on the podcast do too. But it's just like, it was like one of those things where it's just like, I don't, it's, it's disrespectful to me. And like, as a kid though, I used to say the word like all the time. Like it was kind of like, it was, it was just in my vocabulary. But then as I grew up, like I understood like how disrespectful it was to like, first of all, myself, but then like other people. And I remember one time when I was in high school, there was like, I, I called an older guy um what's up my you know my n-word and then like the guy he like he looked at me and it was like with pity in his eyes and he was just like yeah he was like you don't even know what you're saying at the time i was like i was young i was like you know what you're saying i'm pretty sure i'll probably call him the n-word again (laughs) and it wasn't until like years later until i realized like you know what the pity in his eyes like i get it now you know it's like that i i've degraded both him and me at the same time and i don't even realize like what i did um and i'm not like i don't want to crap on people that do use the word um but for me personally like i don't i think that it sh- it shouldn't really be used but it's but it's weird because it's like it's so pervasive like it's in our music it you know it's in you know the the our main society and i just I don't think that I think that people took away the the real meaning of the word, but it still makes us angry. So when people say like, you know, don't react to it or, you know, they, they don't really understand like the actual what like what it means to like yeah, be degraded that. on that level. Yeah. The disrespect, yeah. That's right. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh it's it's just, it's that thing about uh, you don't uh, uh, you don't learn from the past. You you are doomed to repeat it, and uh, that's uh, uh, that pretty much explains it. That no one knows about the history of that uh, that infamous word. It and this all uh, all doomed to repeat it. <laughs> yeah, even like over the past you know two two and a half years. It's even more embarrassing, like the the whole journey I went on to like actually reading books on like civil rights and like racism, like all these things, like my eyes have been like super open. It's like just now seeing like the whole history of like the the amount of weight that belongs to that word and other things that I'm realizing now, especially now that I have like, you know, my uh, my youngest daughter, she's like, she's darker than I am, you know, and she's like knowing that she's going to have to, at some point in her life, somebody's going to say that word to her. And it's like, how is, how is she going to take that? You know? And it's like, I, I feel like I have to like fill her full of like extra love in her life. Because I know someday somebody's going to try to like tear that away from her with a word, yeah. you know? And that's, I think, you know, every black parent goes through this shit, you know? So, yeah, sorry, got kind of deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that are got deep and depressing, but uh, it uh, need to be said. <laughs> got to yeah. yes, let's keep it balanced here, both real life and fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
All right, I think you've uh, you've successfully saved the podcast for the night. Okay, I'm glad to help. And uh, oh no, the more more reason I got this thing is because uh, made in uh, made in Wakanda, man. A uh, <laughs> a uh, technology advanced black country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so have, have you been to Africa before? Uh, uh, no, I. Uh, I've uh, never had the opportunity, but I, I hope to uh, someday in the future when it's, uh, you know, safe enough to travel. Definitely not now. If, uh, gotcha. With, that, with COVID, yeah. With uh, COVID, yeah. Well, once, uh, once it is safe enough for you to travel, definitely go back to the motherland. Um, I've been a few times. Uh, I want to go again because I, I've been through the bad parts and some of the good parts. And I definitely want to go... I want to go back to Ethiopia to spend more time in there. And I want to go to probably Ghana someday. And I had no idea that there's like whole repatriation programs um, to certain countries in Africa where they'll just, you can just go back and they have plots of land for you that you can, that you can get on the uh, either not for free, but at least, you know, discounted. And I, I had no idea that that even existed. So, but go visit. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go. I mean, I, I can say for sure if you visit Ethiopia, if you go to Addis Ababa, you will not be disappointed. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. I, uh, at the, yeah, well, well I had to check out Ethiopia because I, I used to go to the, an Ethiopian restaurant in Oakland uh, on MacArthur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and even there's the mother I uh, I think my mother uh, met this uh, one guy who uh, uh, I think he told her he was uh, Ethiopian, and asked her if she was uh, uh, Ethiopian. So I guess that that was the clues to uh, you know where uh, some of our relatives are from. I might have, uh, I might I might be Ethiopian. <laughs> well, you can. There's. When I went to Ethiopia, so me and me and Blue, we've been friends since since high school, and I didn't know like the Ethiopian like look until I went to like Ethiopia, and I was like, oh yeah, I can see now how how, how Blue has like Ethiopian like features, and actually you kind of do too. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you like did a genealogy on yourself that it, you came from that region. But women there are beautiful. So, like, I was I was very surprised because, like, you know, in America, when you, when you talk about Ethiopia, especially like you know in, in my day, they talk about how like they were all hungry and like skinny and like you know blah blah blah. But I went there, and I was like, there was like a bunch of like Beyonces running around. I was like, this what the fuck is going on? Like, they totally like lied about like this country and also the continent in general. Um, yeah. Of like being poor and like you know impoverished and just like I don't know you, you got to go and look for, and see for yourself but it's I think you'll be pleasantly surprised once you go to and not not to say that like every place in Africa is, is like the greatest because like not every place in America is great right but I can say that in Addis Ababa you will have a good time in Ethiopia and you said it was Addis Ababa huh yeah. Ah, okay, got it. <laughs> it's just one of the major cities. Yeah. Anyway, we do have to wrap this up because I have to like use the bathroom. It takes time because I'm still on crutches, 
and I got to edit the podcast. So, <laughs> okay. all right. Uh, hey, uh, uh, it was uh, a fun uh, being uh, on on your podcast, man. I uh, well, I look forward to uh, uh, guest appearing again, and uh, th- thank you so much for the invitation. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining. Like you literally said, because I'd have like talk um with just me and without doing anything so yeah you definitely save the podcast thank you very much warrior fella and it was good for everybody else to to hear you and uh and see you so thanks man next time i'm up there we'll uh we'll have to hang out yeah hi i really hope so man because uh i try to hang out with, with you with you and the guys uh, uh a few years back uh but uh, it was a set up a place that served uh, in freeman i served uh, cigars and uh, alcohol. Oh, the cigar lounge. You don't drink, right? Or smoke? Uh, I well, uh, smoke. Um, oh, I know. I'm I'm willing to try a cigar, but uh, maybe just uh, once or twice. I've only been a smoker for a week, and uh, I quit that. And uh, <laughs> I can tell it was not making me feel any uh, uh, better. I made me feel extra moody. <laughs> well, cigars are not like cigarettes, so I, I can I make you feel maybe a little better about that, but. Um, cause I, I used to smoke cigarettes for, for, well, a few years and I quit when my daughter was born, but it's not like cigarettes. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do, uh, I do drink, but, uh, I, I know better than to drink and drive cause the rule is, uh, do not drink and drive, but, uh, some lot of people think it's, uh, don't drive drunk, but it's, uh, don't drink and drive. So if, if I, if I know I'm going to have, have booze, uh, uh I, I use the public transportation. That's a good call. So, like, hopefully next time I'm out there, um, we can hit up uh, Clay the bartender because he makes the best drinks. We'll take Bart up there, Uber Black, and then take Bart back and Uber wherever you want to go. So, yeah, keep it safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be safe, not sorry. <laughs> exactly. All right, mate. Have a good night, all right? Yeah, right. Good night, Cronus. <laughs> Later, man. All right, well, I see you, Space Cowboy. <laughs> there you go. That's the thing. That's what you always say. Nobody knows. This is what he always says at the end, of, like in the chat at the end of the podcast. <laughs> that will be Bob, baby. Exactly. Shinjiro Watanabe till I die. Yet many questions remain unanswered.